<laughs> okay, welcome to No Excuses Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So, welcome Lisa to the show. Hi. Thank you for giving up some of your time. So, for our viewers, just a brief intro of who you are and what you currently do. Okay, my name is Lisa Hall. Um, I'm 49 years of age. Um, I currently work at the German Moffat. I teach Zumba, spin, um, boot camp, all sorts of classes there. Um, I enjoy doing that in my spare time as well, um, working at the gym. Hello. Apologies. That's uh, all right. It's okay. Here, here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the weather down here today. That's all right. It's the same here. Aye, it's not the best, is it? No, it's not. Right. Did you get any of that? Aye, so I got to the stage where you were, you were a wee bit apprehensive about going to the gym. Right, here now, yes. Um, so basically I had, I had to go through training, all sorts of training and, yeah. and learning. I used to have to go to Edinburgh once a month to, to learn music and dance. Um, we used to do that. I used to go with another bloke and we went once a month to do that. Um, then I got my certificates for that. So I was able to plan classes, teach classes. Um, then I went ahead and we went to a course in Glasgow to learn Zumba. And that was my next step. So I could produce yeah. Zumba classes, which was a big hit. And it really was. It was just, just my thing because that was another passion when I was younger. I always wanted to learn to dance, to be a dancer. But again, yeah. there was nothing here. And it was one of my biggest regrets. So Zumba kind of fulfilled that part. And it was just, it was nuts. It just went nuts. But then because of COVID and whatever, it kind of, before COVID, it kind of started tailing off. Um, but I did, however, during lockdown, I did live classes. So we did that. We didn't charge for that. We did that for nothing, just yeah. to keep people going. Um, so we did, and I did that in my kitchen for so many months. We had all sorts of mishaps, the dog coming in and opening the door and you name it. But people wouldn't have had anything if we didn't do that. And the guy that, um, sorry, the guy, my boss, that runs the gym and he did the same. We did all, we did hit cardio, we did circuits in our kitchen, beats. This was another one with the sticks. So people we had to tell them to get wooden spoons and whatever they had in their house. <laughs> so they could still take part. It was like a dance with, but with the drumsticks. Yes. But obviously they had to improvise. They had canes out the garden and all sorts. And then we'd sometimes take it outside in the garden and people, the neighbors were like, cuckoo women jumping around the garden like an herb, you know, but <laughs> it was all part and partial, but it was a good laugh, but if we hadn't been there for them, they wouldn't have had nothing. Exactly. No, absolutely. So, we're going to go way back to your school years. Yes, so okay. You Obviously, you know, you mentioned earlier that you've been really into sport majority yes. of your life, right? Yes. But in school, what were you involved in? I was always involved in the long jump, the high jump, and long distance running. Um, just kind of stuff like that, really. Gymnastics, um, but we, they didn't really have a gymnastics squad in those days. So it was, it was basically the three, the high jump, the long jump, and the running. Um, and I still got my Thistle Award from when I was at school. We had something in those days that you called a Thistle Award. I still got those. And then sometimes um, 
we would be chosen the, the better runners in the class to go and compete in regional cross countries all over. Um, so we did that. Um, I've, I've got a memory coming 12, I think it was like 150 kids. But in those days, you didn't have the spikes. Not all of us could afford it. You had, yeah. I just remember running in wee pink pumps and that was all I had, cross country. And if you think about what you've got nowadays, exactly. I still came 12 out of 150. So, you know, but anyway, um, after the school, um, we have a local road race that we did as well. And we would take part in that. Um, I did join a running club in Dumfries, um, a proper running club. Because um, I remember my mum buying me all the gear that we needed, the proper gear, the running equipment and whatever. And I went twice. I went twice because I was a teenager and, you know, over the years, you know, you lose interest and yes. whatever. And that was it. That's when I, I kind of stopped. Um, and then as you get older, you know, you have kids and whatever. And when I had my third child, I thought, right, I need to get back into this. She's going to be 16 shortly. Um, so I got back into running then and I've never looked back. Never looked back since. Okay. And then through, you know, your adult life or maybe when you were young, younger, has there been any challenges? There's been lots of challenges. I didn't, childhood wasn't the best. Um, and, you know, over the years we've maybe had a, had a rocky relationship and it didn't go well. So there's a lot of challenges in that kind of aspect, you know, being a single mum and looking yeah. after young children, you know, that was hard in itself. Um, so I would say that was a big challenge um, but we didn't certainly you didn't have time to think about fitness then but the things that we did then were like you would laugh at them now if, if you could see <laughs> um, the kind of things that we, a Cindy Crawford fitness video we used to sit, I used to sit in the living room with the kids and, and do a Cindy Crawford fitness video you tinsy beans you know you did all that kind of thing because maybe you couldn't afford all the equipment and you, you couldn't, so you had to do what you, you had, what you, yeah, you know, absolutely. what you had, you had to make do it. Um, but then obviously as you get older, you get a wee bit more fortunate, you've got more money about you, work and whatever, so you can afford to do more things. So I don't know, that, that's, that's just how it was, you know. Yeah, and obviously you mentioned earlier, you know, your, you know, your, your thing is the gym, so yes, that, that that's your drug, that's your go-to, right? Yes. So throughout the week, what's your routine? What do you normally do? Oh God, um, a Monday, <laughs> I'm up at six, and so I have to walk the dogs. That's that's the first thing before I go to work, and when I come home after that, I'm planning classes. Yeah. So I also teach a flexercise class, which is over fifties, and that's a big class. We sometimes have 12 ladies in that class. That's that's quite a big one for us. Um, so I have to prepare that and maybe change it up a bit. You know, I always I like to always give them an upper body. They always get their lower body, their abs. They get everything because in my opinion, they might be over 50, but they're not dead and buried. As a lot of people think, oh, you can't get them doing that. You can't get them doing this. But these ladies, if I could only show you them in action and how they have improved, and they've come to me and they've said, you know, my golf swing's improved because you made us do weights. You make yeah. us do that. You know, push them, you know, beyond their limits within reason because you do know who's got illnesses or they've got something wrong with their shoulders yeah. or whatever Absolutely. it is. You know, but I always push them and challenge them and I find that that works and they're a great bunch of ladies and I forgot what you asked me. 
<laughs> so, typical day, typical week. Aye, right. so summarise, summarise your week. Right, Tuesday's very much the same. I'm up early again. Um, and then I've got spin class, I've got flexercise, and then I might be in later on doing another couple of classes. But it's not just that. Taking care of the gym, people, the first thing they see is, well, if it's clean or dirty. So we spend a lot of time cleaning that gym, yeah. sanitising it. It's got to look immaculate, checking that the toilets are clean, there's toilet roll, blah, blah, blah. That's a big chunk of the day as well. Um, Wednesday's a different day because we've got 6am kickstart, so I'm about half, half four because you can't just get up a bed and jump in. You've got to bring yourself around and yes. you've got to be, Absolutely. people don't want to come in and see you. Mm. You've got to be alive yes. and ready to go. So coffee is essential, um, a big one. Same with Thursday. That's that's a Thursday's a really busy day because I sometimes have like four classes. So I'm in and out all day, including 6 a.m. Finish at 8 at night. Um, the cleaning again. But usually in between I'm working on other classes. So it's it's non-stop. Yeah. You know. So I've got housework to do when I come home and cooking. It's just it's never ending. And that's like yes. it for most of the week. And you're like, when Friday comes, there's sometimes I can't get off the sofa. I need to I need Nana naps, but that's another thing, by the way. I call them nana naps. Every day, if I can get a 20 minute to half an hour nap in between to recharge, it's you've got to do it. You'll know that yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen what you can do. <laughs> but my favorite so, thing, um, my favorite class to teach at the moment, I would say is definitely spin. Love okay. spin. Right. Mm -hmm. So over the course of a week, how many miles do you run? God, that's changed actually, I have to say. And the only reason for that being is um, I only ever ran, I didn't do anything else really. And my friend would say, yeah, but if you're wanting that booty, you need to stop running so much and do more weights and blah, de, blah, 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 and like yes. whatever. Didn't listen. And then I thought, hang on a wee minute. I started doing, when I got my qualification to teach spin, and sometimes I was teaching three to four spin classes a week, I was starting to see changes and I thought, hmm, and somebody said, yeah, but if you maybe add on some more weights and lower body stuff with that, you're going to get a bit better shape, you know. Yes. So I thought, I'm going to try this. So I've been experimenting with my own self. So I stopped running as much. So I've cut my runs down maybe twice a week. Um, a 10k and maybe just a 5k um, because I like the shape. Yes. And it did make a difference. So you're not just this wee weed with no bum. I've never had a bum in years, and that's the first time I've ever had a bum. So for 49, I'm thinking, I like this. But you know what I'm talking yes. about. No, absolutely. And um, I love how, you know, you just said, you know, just a 10K, just a 5K. You know, that, aye, well, you know, that, that phrase, just, you know, yes. it's, a, it's a key word in there. <laughs> but you know yourself what you can do in a day. And you did, you were doing 5K. Was it every day or was it 2K or something you did a challenge? Aye, so 2K every day in December. So I done That's that. right. So, but, you know, because 2K, you know, is more than manageable for me um, because I've got pins and screws in my ankle. All so, oh, right, yeah. So, so that's why, you know, 5K runs is probably, 5K, 10K is, is a bit much for the foot, you know. Yeah, I get that. Myself. Yeah. So I'm like, a shorter run, and then, you know, if I'm wanting to trim up a bit, a wee bit of fat loss, you know, 2K does the job. Yeah, that, that's that's the good thing about it. 
is for the fat loss is the running but the muscle building side i had to experiment a wee bit more plus it, it helps me with my teaching as well you know the, you can never learn enough and you can't no but absolutely. um i was actually surprised at how quickly the change and i'm like wow over all the years i've tried everything and i have to say that i found that spin and this is over running it's the thing that's made me sweat the most because you sweat profusely and it's like it's yes. dripping. And sometimes when you're teaching and you've got the mic on, you know, <laughs> and, and you're trying not to, you're trying to, I'm not out of breath, you know, I can do this. But and it's, it's hard sometimes because you sweat in your eyes, like I say, and you're heavy breathing yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But that's the thing over the years I found that's worked for me most is the spin and the weights, the running. Because I've done so much over the years, I've done so many races, that now I feel I'm at an age where I don't have to worry about speed, time or distance. Because when you're in your zone with running, you never see all these sights and everyone's saying, oh, did you see this and that in London? I'm like, no, I was too busy concentrating on my time yeah. and trying to make it to the end. You miss all that. Absolutely. Whereas now I can afford to have a wee look around and say, oh, yeah, of course it was right. Buckingham Palace. Never saw that last time. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. No, definitely. But I'm meant to be doing Edinburgh half next month, but I've not put in the mileage. But I, I'm pretty confident that I could do it because of everything else that I'm doing, yeah. you know. But there's people from running friends of Scotland that I'm wanting to meet. That's why I'm doing it as well. <laughs> and what about your nutrition? So how do you keep on top of that? I'm not bad, actually. I always have my cereal and a banana in the morning and a coffee. And then um, I try to eat healthy at lunchtime. You need to have the regular snacks as well, you know, especially in this job. If you don't, yes. then you're just going to crash and burn. You've Absolutely. got to keep on it. Don't get me wrong. My go-to thing is a jar of Nutella and Sorin. The right. two together, those are great for picking up your energy as well. That's, that's a must in my house. If you can get to the jar quick enough, that is. <laughs> and, you know, the, the last couple of weeks, I've been doing my own bit of research um, on BMI, right? So, you know, when we're using the scales with our clients, etc., BMI is always the one that's relatively high. Uh -huh. right? So the things that we do, right? So effectively, you know, we're cardio, resistance training, you know, and drinking lots of water, right? So that's that's the things that brings the numbers down, right? That there's one thing that, you know, we actually don't pay attention to enough is because when we're in the supermarket, we'll look at our fats, our carbs, and our protein. But the biggest one is salt. What's, what's actually in the packaging and that, you know, the, the food source. So I think in six weeks now, into my research, I have dropped four and a half kilos and, and I have also dropped three points on the BMI scale just wow. by looking what's actually in food packaging and my portion sizes. Wow. So we actually don't realise how much salt is in so much. No, no, no. Because you tend to look at the labels and sometimes the labels lie. Absolutely. As well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Aye. So That's pretty amazing. Aye, so I'll be continuing this research throughout the, this year. That's very interesting, actually. I'm going to have a wee look myself now as well. Because you, you don't always tend to check everything. You're just grabbing. Exactly. But 
people need to, to know really what they are eating. So it's, I mean, that's that's like the body effects thing. I was I was looking at that, yeah. the diet and the intermittent fasting and all the packaging because they don't alter. That might say low fat on the pot, but look at what it says on the back. You know, absolutely yes, I I so we need, I think we just need to be more clear what we're buying. Yes, absolutely agree. Yep. So, you know, obviously we mentioned COVID earlier, right? So for yourself, you know, pre to post COVID, how would you describe your own fitness levels? Well, because we didn't have the gym and all the equipment, we had I had to improvise and use homemade things, and I did. I had to keep that going because if I didn't, I would have lost the plot completely. Yeah. Which unfortunately I did. Um, I was studying from a PT. That's what I was doing because that's what I wanted. Um, so I was on a course, Train Fitness, I think it was. I was with those guys. Um, but I was sitting at a laptop every day and sometimes I was doing two hours or more. And yeah. slowly, 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 it started to grind me down up here. And then one day I just I, I shut the, the laptop and said, I can't do this anymore. I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it anymore because I'd scunnered myself yeah. and done so much. And because it was in lockdown as well, it wasn't the I didn't feel for me it was the best time to do it because there was so much going on or not going on or whatever. Yeah. So I put it on hold. Um, but now I feel, um, sorry, I put it on hold and then I decided I just wanted to focus on teaching classes only and not going into the PT side. But now I've changed my mind and I'm thinking that I'd be stupid not to because I feel I've learned a lot more and I know it's it's in there and that's what I should be doing you know I feel it in my heart you yeah. know I'd be stupid to walk away and not take it back up again and it's always been a passion but now I feel it's grown even more and I feel the hunger again yeah I have to do it I have to do it and get that qualification so it's not just classes I'm teaching because I've had people messaging me saying will you PT me and I'm you know, and I can't because I've not got that final qualification yeah. that I need. So that's going to be hopefully my goal this year or next year, you know. But we'll just have to wait and see. Nah, good. And, and yeah. it's a no bad goal to, to have. No, absolutely not. No. And, you know, if I ever want to move away and, and go somewhere else, you know, I've got that and that's mine. I can take it with me, you know, wherever I go. So it's exactly. always a good thing to have. But I just feel that because the passion's growing. It had stopped because of COVID and I thought, I'm not doing this. But I think everybody felt the same way in one way or another. And I just hit the wall and I thought, no more. I didn't mind doing the live teaching, that was fine. But I couldn't concentrate and take in the knowledge that I needed. It just wasn't the right time. Yeah. Whereas now I, I could go to college if I want. And I could go one or two days a week in between working. So sometimes I feel it's better hands-on than just looking at a screen. It's just turns your brain immense, doesn't it? No, definitely, because um, we've, we've all got our own learning curves, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because, like, for myself, I can't read a book. I'd rather listen to an audio book. Yeah, yeah. That's I get that. Yeah, makes sense. So, so we mentioned mental health earlier. So what's your personal opinion on mental health and exercise, Lisa? Definitely. Exercise is so beneficial for it. Because um, I know that I've had a few issues myself because I'm getting to that age. 
Yep. You know, obviously women get the menopause at a certain age. So I, I've kind of gone through that so I understand what it's like. So for me, um, the best thing was to keep on going because some days you think, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But you have to push through it. You have to keep going because once you've done it up here, not just physically, it, you feel so much better. You know, and it, it does help. It makes yeah. a significant difference. Um, going to the gym, going out for a walk, going for a run, whatever it is, getting on a bike, you know, rather than just sitting there wallowing, feeling sorry for yourself, keep active, kick yourself up the butt, keep it going. And that's what I would say to anybody. You know, I'm proof and I am proof because I've had some dips and I really have. But hopefully I'm up here at the moment yeah. um, and I'll continue to keep going up. And as long as there's a gym and I've still got my passion, you know, that's what I would say to anybody. Kick yourself up the butt. Don't just sit around. Just get out. Do it. You want it. You have to work for it. No, nah, fantastic. And so let's talk about Lisa's bad habits. <laughs> Swearing. <laughs> Swearing, <laughs> that's definitely one. Is that one of them, Annie? Yep. I have got a I've got a, a naughty sense of humour as well, sometimes which gets me to bother. <laughs> so I need, to, I need to be good, especially when in our kind of job you've got to watch what you put on Facebook because you're like, oh, they're flex exercise ladies, they're my friends on Facebook. Silly wee things. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Silly wee things like that. <laughs> you've got to be careful. So I'm trying to be good that way. Bad habits. Sometimes like a wee gin and tonic or a wee rum at the weekend. Yeah, definitely just that. Just a no, wee one. Not just a wee one at all. No, you work <laughs> hard during the week, so why not? <laughs> then the crisps exactly. will come out and then the chocolate will come out and then you'll end up feeling a wee bit uh, the next day. But everybody does it. So you just get back on the bandwagon on Monday and get back on it. You know, you need to have a little bit of pleasure in life. It's not all salads and bloody jogging constantly, you know, but yeah, there's absolutely. a balance. There is a balance. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And what about if we talk about your your pet hates within health and fitness, the things you hate to see? Uh, what, what disappoints me is people that are getting somewhere... Um, when they're coming into the gym and they're taking part in classes and you can see the difference in the change in them and then they just fall by the wayside. That kills me to see that. Somebody that's picked herself up, had the courage to get through the door, which is a, usually one of the biggest issues for people is getting their foot across that door. But then once they're in and they're looking quite good and they're getting more confident and then they just chuck the towel in for one reason or another. That, that disappoints me. Um... I don't know. I'm trying to think. There's a million and one things. Um, I wouldn't say I hate it, but I hate to see people that are... Sometimes you do see it in our business. People kind of favour other people over others. How, yes. how can I say that? Aye. People will Aye. come in that are overweight, but people are more... No, never mind about them. What about the ones that's got the muscles? That really bugs me. Yeah. I'm more inclined to focus on the people that are low in self-esteem and confidence yeah. and get them in the gym. Never mind the guys that have already been there and strutting around like peacocks. That's not the ones that's important. It's the ones that are lacking in self-confidence, low self-esteem. You know, it's taking them a big effort to get through the door and you know it's hard for them. So that bothers me and people maybe 
mocking them or laughing at them and their posts that they put up on social media to make yes. them feel better. Because I've had that in the gym. I've had a, a couple of ladies that have said to me that people have just laughed at them. And I said, well, you get up and you get on with it then. And, you know, you're the one that's doing it. They're not. Exactly. You, you just show them. Yeah, exactly. That's a pet hate of mine. It is. And people that say they can't. I can't do that. And I'm like, you've not even tried. So once they try it, they're like, hmm, okay, maybe I can. You know, that's another That's another one. But okay. there's lots. I, 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 the list is endless. Basically. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> Definitely. So you mentioned spin earlier, right? Yes. So you mentioned that's your favourite class to teach, right? Yes. So you're on your spin bike. What would be your, your best type of music to oh. take you through? Definitely, it was DJ Scooter, and I remember the lady in the course, we had to go, we had to pick a song when we were getting trained, and she says, right, I want you to pick a song and you're going to perform it in front of everybody, and I thought, right, it's got to be DJ Scooter and move your ass, that's really fast, so I thought, if I can pull this off, it was a jumping track, aye, it was aye. A, a jumping and sprinting. So I got on the bike in front of them and so we put this on and they're looking and they're like, oh, I quite like this. Have you, I don't know if you've heard this, the tune. Aye. Right. So we put this on and the young ones at the back are giving it all this and I thought, this is actually better than I thought. So I pulled it off and she said, you're actually nuts. She says, you're crazy. She says, I didn't think you were going to pull that off, that one off, but she said it worked because it's up, two, three, four, down, two, three. It's really fast. Yeah. But it was like, and they love it. That's my kind of thing. That is my yeah. kind of thing. Right. So imagine you're going to a spin class as a customer. Yes. And the instructor puts the worst type of music on that wants you to walk out that door. Right. That would put What's the worst, worst music? Worst type of music for a spin class. It would probably be country and western for me. <laughs> it would. <laughs> it would. It would. I did think, I did think Scottish music bagpipes, but one of them, my fellow workers, tried something like that. I thought that actually goes as a finisher, just as a surprise finisher that they're yes. not expecting. So yeah, I would definitely say country or a musical. No, no musical stuff. I just don't Frozen and stuff. If you did that, and then that bit, you'd never see me back. I hate it. I wouldn't just let it go. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So over the course of your your fitness journey, what would your best memory be? My best memory. The best memory. Oh God, there's been quite a few of them actually. To be fair, I, I would say the things that I always remember is the people that come up to you and say. Thank you. So now that makes me a wee bit emotional. A lot of people will send you a message and say thank you because if it hadn't been for you, I wouldn't be at the stage I'm at. Or thank you for encouraging me to come through the door. You know, it's things like that that stick in my mind more. Thank you for pushing me. Um, our, especially lockdown, I had a, a lot of people send us messages when lockdown finished. And they said, thank you so much for keeping us fit and keeping us going because we would have been lost without you. And I actually cried live on Facebook at that, that I just broke down yeah. with that because you don't have time to think about that. You don't do it for the kudos. That's not what it's about. No, no. So when people come up to you like, really? You think that about me? You don't. You're too busy planning and working. I want them to do this and that, that you don't have time to think about yourself. Does that make sense? 
No, absolutely. You know, because it's, you know, the reason we do the job that we're doing is because, you know, it's for the passion. We're mm -hmm. not just here for mm -hmm. money. Exactly. Yep. Like, you'll know this, like when you're hoovering or cooking the mint and you hear a song, you're like, oh, quick, that's for spin. And you write it tight. Well, that's what I do. Aye. Or it used to be for Zumba and I was hoovering. I'm like, oh, that's quite a good way of rhythm going. I might use that for Zumba. I think um, through the years uh, at Glasgow Club, I've uh, tormented the customers with Roxanne and Thunderstruck. Yes. So every time yes. you hear it, when they're out, <laughs> they're traumatised. <laughs> yes. We used that in, I did boxer size as well. Aye. And then we went for training. That's where I first ever heard that. And I thought, this is bloody awful. Because I think, I can't remember what it was with. Did we have to do uppercuts and then we had to get in and do burpees or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was absolutely grotesque. I hated it. And um, so we, I used that. We did use it and we did exactly the same. Um, but we did it in circuits instead. Aye. That's what I used to do. Um, but yeah. I'm um, Roxanne. Yes, yes, that's it. I used to, I love that. Um, I do that in spin actually. You maybe could check this out yourself. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard an artist called Jesse Block, and he does right. he does Africa Toto. So I'll fool them and say, right, we're going to be cool down here, and it's really slow, but it slowly starts getting fast, and it kind of goes into a rave. So they're like, oh, you said this was a cool down. I says, ah, lied. So it just keeps them on their toes, but it's, it's for the fun element. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And throughout the years, who's been an inspirational role model for yourself? Definitely. Um, I used to always watch athletics um, when I was younger. And Florence Griffiths Joyner, I don't know if you remember any athletes like that. Daley Thompson, um, Carl Lewis, the American sprinter. People like that um, influenced me, and I always wanted to. That's where the passion from running um, grew. Um, that was it, basically. I think yeah. just watching all the all the Olympics as well when I was younger, and all the gymnasts and on the TV, and and you're you're just sitting there like wow, and then you just take off and go out for a run, and that's kind of where it came from, you know, watching all yeah. that when I was a kid, all the old school. Runners yeah. like Steve Ovet and Steve Cram and um, Solar Bud, that was the other one. <laughs> there <were> so many. <laughs> yes. So you mentioned the word passion there again, right? Yes. Okay. So what makes you unique to other instructors? Because I'm kind of, I'm like a firework. That's how to. Somebody said to me actually once we've got a big speaker in the gym and it, it's boom, 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 and the lights are flashing. And somebody said, I bet that's what it's like inside your head all the time. And I went, spot on. <laughs> you need to be a bit crazy, you know. And because yes. I'm like, I'm non-stop, I'm on the go all the time, and I feel people people need that in the gym. People don't want to come into the gym and say, right, okay, we're gonna do some jumping jacks. They want somebody that's a wee bit cuckoo. And, well, maybe cuckoo's not the word, but vibrant and Alive, aye, yes. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Given maybe that, a wee element of cuckoo there as well. Aye, but. well, a wee positivity, isn't it? You know. Yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Definitely. For yourself, Lisa. So, how would you motivate yourself on a bad day when you're having a bad day? Bad day, right? Okay. I always remember a lady saying to me when I was out running marathon training. She said, "Do you know I so wish 
I could run. She said, you're so lucky because she couldn't because her legs, she had something wrong with her legs. I never, ever forgot that. And I kept that in my head and I thought, you know, because people would say, well, you can't run that. You, you can't run on a, for example, a Monday, Wednesday and Friday. You couldn't run on a Tuesday and a Thursday because you did the Monday and the Wednesday. It's too much. And I'm like, rubbish. You go out and run when you can because you, you might not be here tomorrow. So yeah. I would, that, that was, that kind of kept me going. And because I also know how much worse I'll feel, I might have a bad day, or I might all have a bad day. And the last thing you want to think about is getting your trainers on and going out in the cold wet rain for a run. But you know how worse you're going to feel if you don't. You're, it's just goes round in a circle, vicious circle. So get out in the rain. And this is what I'm talking about experience from when I did the marathon. We did 5k a day in, in December yep. until New Year, similar to what you did. And someone as I had to get up at the crack of dawn when it was the moon was still out and it was freezing because I was working and and pouring with rain. So I made wee videos and blogs yeah. to try and inspire others for the marathon page. Um, there's days I couldn't be bothered getting out of bed and doing it, but you know you have to get up and do it. Kick yourself up the backside and get out and do it. And I, I was soaked to the skin, the hot shower, and I'm like, yes, I've just went out in that way and I've done it. And you're up here. You can be down here, but then you're up there. It's just simple little things like that. Because yeah. you know how much worse you'll feel. And in our, us being the way we are, even if you take a whole week off, you feel the difference. Oh, definitely. You really can. For me, oh. when I was heavy in my running, three days, I would miss three days in a row max. That was it. Because I knew how hard it was to get back into it. So for yourself, Lisa, have you had COVID yet? No. Right, no. Okay. So for myself, from my own experience, so I had COVID, must have been about six weeks ago. So the biggest outcome out of COVID was the first two weeks after having it was fatigue and tiredness. Right, okay. So that that's that's what some people are still dealing with um, is the recovery after that. So obviously they say 12 weeks it can take up to, to fill it yeah. Um, but for me, it was tiredness and fatigue. It, some days, you know, you know, I would do it normally, you know, 12 hours a day, you know, you know, doing classes, PT, etc. But just didn't have the energy. Um, but now I'm back to normal. <laughs> now, so what we're going to do is I'm going to give you some questions. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. Did you hear anything I said there? You said you are going to give us some questions. Aye. So, quick fire questions. So, what do you prefer? Cardio or weights? Oh. I don't know. You could do a mix. No, no, no. You've got to get... You've got to I get prefer cardio. Cardio. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm the cardio. Yeah. Okay. Cardio bunny. Yes. Cardio queen. <laughs> that's my uh, nickname actually my nickname is Mrs Motivator that's what I got called ah, right, okay. that could stick that could be my PT if I ever get that exactly mm -hmm. so what's your take on CrossFit yes or no yes yes what about burpees yes or no hate burpees they're the most diabolical horrible things in the planet okay so if you're delivering a circuit class or boot camp would you deliver them to your clients? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. 
Yep. We sometimes do a hit, a hit class. So I'll give them eight rounds of burpees to do eight for a finisher. But they've cottoned on. If you do a chest to floor, you can kind of slow down a wee bit. So yeah. they've, they've kind of clicked this. I think um, I think I'm a wee bit more evil than that because. Oh really? So you know the the song "Bat Out of Hell." Yes. So you know it's five minutes long. Yes. Well, that's I think that's a short version. So I normally get the customers at Glasgow Club Scotstown to do two press ups, two burpees continuous for that duration. So maybe that's something you can maybe. Throw. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you prefer? The squat or deadlift? Definitely the squat because the deadlift is, oh God, I don't know. I sometimes overthink it. I can do a deadlift, but then I overthink it and I just keep getting it wrong, you know, because you do it in stages, the deadlift. Yes. You know, and because I overthink it, I just end up doing it wrong, but I've got better at it because I've been taking part in the Ladies Olympic Lifting Club ah, good. every Monday. Um, so, and that's just for my personal thing. So I've been focusing on or on perfecting that. But I prefer a sumo deadlift. I could do that so much better. Yes. Yeah. And for yourself, so where would you like to see yourself within health and fitness in the next maybe year to three years? Definitely like to be a PT. I really would, absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. maybe learn a couple more things um, to get some more under my belt. Um, I have, like I say, I've got the Body FX certificate. I've got that as well, but I've never delivered that yet. So that could be something that's on the cards, yeah. um, that could be something as well. Because um, we're just going to we're going to be working on a new timetable at the moment, actually, and bringing back some different classes. Um, Boxer size as well. We're going to bring that back for the first oh, time good. since COVID. So that's yeah. going to be something again that's good. But yeah, definitely. I think the PT, I think I need to knuckle down and, and do that again. No, absolutely. You need to get it done. I think you would make a fantastic personal trainer. Yeah, I would love to. Now, I feel more confident now because I've been in the job longer. Um, I've, you, you grow, your confidence grows in yourself. It's not just about us making and making everyone else feel confident, but it's ourselves as well, you know, because you, yes. you're constantly learning, you're like a sponge, sucking it up, you know. Exactly. So it's so, good to work with other PTs and other trainers. Oh, no, you know, the, you know, that's the whole reason I've started doing this podcast is because it's a good learning curve. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we, because I, I believe within health and fitness, there's probably a small percentage that are very negative that are always trying to undercut each other. Why, why can mm -hmm. we not work with each other? Yes. And also, do you not agree, right? I might I may be wrong in saying this, but you'll get some people going, maybe a six-week course, right, that's it. I'm a PT. I know everything now. It's like learning. Once you've passed your driving test, you might Aye. be able to drive, but you're, not, you're still learning. Aye. There's no way in six weeks that you can okay. possibly... That is a pet hate. If you yeah. asked that question earlier on, that's a pet hate. And, you know, the, the ones who can do this one-day online gym instructor course. That is it. Yes, that is my pet hate, and I have to say that. And I've seen some posts on social media, and I'm like, what the hell are you actually right. doing? Uh, it takes something It takes time. And I like know. I say, I'm still learning, you know. Aye, absolutely. We're all so, still learning, you know. Every day is a school day. 
Yes, it is. It is. Because somebody might show you something different that they do in a gym that maybe you don't do. And you thought, all right, that's that's something I, I wasn't too sure about or quite like that idea. That's right. a good idea, you know. And, yeah. you know, last question. So what advice would you give to anyone stepping into your gym for the first time? Not to worry, to relax. Um, don't overthink things. Just take baby steps. Um, try and enjoy it. Try not to think too big at the beginning, you know. Um, don't worry about what anyone else is thinking or whatever. Just focus on yourself. Ah, fantastic. Do the best you can. No, it's been great having you on the show. So just before the finally, up, just hi, finally. <laughs> it's only been since last year. <laughs> so before the round up, uh, have you got a question for me? Oh, I don't know. Don't <laughs> <I was> gonna... <laughs> you call yourself Jarhead? <laughs> ah, right. Okay. Right. So right. you want to know you you want to know the reason behind that? Yes. Right. So the reason behind that is that when I was sixteen, I wanted to join the army. <laughs> ah, right. And okay. And what happens now, so effectively, I go in and ask for double zero batting sides and, you know, I tidy up at the top. But when, effectively, when I walk into the barbers, I just ask for a jarhead. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, that makes sense now. So okay, right. When I was, so I was medically discharged by British Army when I was 16. So I kind of joined because my pins and screws. So All right, okay. So effectively... I've kind of went down a different route. I'm still within, you know, you know, that health and fitness industry, um, you know, being active, etc. But I'm just a personal trainer working in a gym, and I think I'm, you know, I've actually I'm on a better path than I probably would have been, you know. Yeah. My life absolutely. might be totally different if I was in the army, etc. But. But did you? Did you think about being a PT before you wanted to go to the army, or was that not on, the, no, on your mind? No, no, so the, the army, um, that's just when I was just straight out of school. Um, right, okay. Being a PT was much later. Um, so I've only been involved with health and fitness from 2015. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So because effectively I had weight loss and going to spin and metafit, and 20, 2013, I'd done the two of them back-to-back -back five times a week. So that was 10 classes a week for six weeks. And then I lost uh, six, uh, sorry, two stone in that six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so, right. So, so for you, weights are cardio? For me... Uh, weights right over cardio then aye, aye right. because I, I generally think I'm at a stage where you know my cardio is fine because I cover a couple of spin classes here and there I yep. do a wee run but yep. um, my my swimming so I've, I've took up swimming again so All right. quite a lot of swimming so I've got a 3k swim in September so that's open water in Loch Lomond. So, oh, nice. So um, I've done one and a half before, but this will be in Dublin, uh, the distance. 
but I need to make sure I hit that one and a half K before the hour mark, otherwise I'm out of the competition. So Right, okay. So you need a good bit of strength about you then? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but, but no, it's been awesome having you on the show, Lisa. Thank good. you. Good. Glad.